looks good. Guys, did you, what's up? I what's um, on, fellas, I just got downstairs like ten minutes ago. We uh, been training all last week, and I was training this week. And then I had uh, we they have pizza and literacy. It's kind of like the school thing where they you know you, it's a fundraiser. Then they have little skits and stuff, and we had that tonight. So it's been a busy day, guys. Mike. More importantly, I, I'm curious about you, man. How's the new Endeavor doing? Oh, my God. I jumped right from the easiest job in the world to the hardest world. The hardest job in the world. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I, I am I am just like, oh, But whatever. Time to distress. <laughs> You'll do good. Justin, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. We just uh, rally started back at soccer this week. So at soccer practice tonight and uh, got back and just excited to uh, excited to be with you guys. Uh, it's been a long couple weeks, but I got snow this morning again, guys. I had to put the grippers on, the ice. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for spring. I tried to send you guys a picture of it, but my, it was cold. My phone died. I didn't have my phone warm. I got one of those phones. So are we all good to go? All ready to rock this? I think so. I'm ready. I think I'm, I think I'm good. All right. Let's roll. All right. Well, let's go hot in three, two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. Much of madness around here. Jumbo. Welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm recording 3 1 2018, and I have the luxury, and I say that every week because, gentlemen, it is a luxury to have your time because I enjoy it so much. Justin and Mike. How are you guys? Good, man. Good. Uh, started a new job this week. It's been uh, kind of stressful, but uh, I'm accepting a new challenge, so it uh, should be pretty good. Man, let me tell you what. Justin and I, when we found out you got the job, I, Justin, I, and I, I think I can speak for both of us. Did you kind of do a happy dance for him because you were excited? That ex- oh, it's, I was so happy for you because I know your schedule. I know how hard you work, and uh, just the fact that now it, you know, it seems like Although it's hard right now, you're learning a new, learn, you know, something new. I think after after a while, you're going to settle in and be a lot more relaxed. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Should let, be me, good. let me just say, you look really pretty in a suit, man. Pretty. <laughs> you know, you know, I I got the call on Monday. You know, the the call up, and they said, uh, yeah, by the way, you know that uh, promotional test you took? Well, you got it. So uh, report up to field operations in the morning. I says, you know, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> so that, that that day Monday, I was at Kohl's, and I was like throwing clothes off the rack. And I'm like, does this shirt go with this tie? Does... So I went from, you know, being in a blue-collar job to wearing a suit every day. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting to figure out what ties match with what shirts, and uh, it's, it's a challenge. Well, you make it look good, though. You know that? You do. Good you on do. You. And, and here's the thing. How did you find a shirt? It's not like you're the smallest guy in the world. I think your biceps are bigger than my head. <laughs> How, how do you find I, I, a shirt? I, I, I lucked out, and you know, luckily Coles, thank God, they had a great variety. Had a uh, like a shirt tie match kind of combination. You bought them in one package. I, I took one out of the box, tried it on. I'm like, this is good. This is the size I'm going with, and that's what I went with. So it was good. It was well, good. You, uh, look, I'm gonna tell you what, you owned it. You owned it, dude. You owned it. And you know, the most important, the most important part about the job tomorrow is Friday, so it's Red Shirt Friday. Excellent, man. For Excellent. our military guys. So oh, I love that. A, Very nice. Had to have a red shirt in the had to ha, had to have a red shirt in the bunch. So do you guys do that every Friday? Absolutely. Very neat. Absolutely. Very very neat, man. Very neat. Listen, um, uh, everybody's week was good. Everybody had a great week. Justin, you've been kind of quiet. I mean, you, you you commented, but how was your week? It was good. I mean, it's the same old. You know, Riley went to school. We we kind of are in that repetitive just time of year where. We're here and it's spring's slowly approaching. It's a, uh, you know, it was a little little colder today. I think it was seventy one. <laughs> there and, you, there um, you did it again. <laughs> and uh, so no, it was you know, but it was it was nice. Yeah, it's but like I said, Thursdays is 
Thursdays is my Saturday. I'm excited every every week to get you know be able to get with you guys. Well, you know the the nice thing is is Southwest is now starting to palm me with those emails. Hey, your trip's coming up. Your trick's coming up. Do you need a hotel? Do you need the? So I keep getting these reminder emails of uh, you know us us getting together and and taking a bite out of the big old red app. Um, called New York City, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I keep getting more and more excited about that, guys. What are we like? Three weeks? Yeah, it's about three yeah. weeks away, guys. Yeah, how fun is that? I'm getting real excited for it. I'm gonna be standing on top of the Rockefeller Center, and I know I'm just gonna own New York. I'm just gonna look at it to become mine. <laughs> it's gonna be. I can't wait, man. I, I just, I, keep, I feel like we planned this thing like two years ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I've uh, been pl- I've been planning all the places for us to eat. Problem is, I don't know if we're going to be eating all day. Apparently, in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, oh, we got to go here, we got to go here. We- oh man! Hey, listen, man. Hey. Whenever I plan a Disney trip, the whole basis of the trip is rotates or revolves around my ADRs. So uh, I'm all with you, man. Let's eat all day long. Yeah, you know, I'm for- not complaining. And for our Disney family, just to clue you in a little bit, Jason's never had real New York pizza before. So this is like a huge challenge for me. I'm like, I got to introduce him to pizza for the first time in his life. And it's, it's a big task. It's, it's a, it's, those are hard shoes to fill. I'm super excited for you to have a 2 a.m. Dirty Water Dog. Oh, I, I, yeah, the pizza and the Dirty Dog. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. In fact, I might even bring my own shot glass just to take a dip out of that Dirty Dog water and take a shot oh. out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not sharing a room anymore then. That's happening. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. Listen, guys, listen, we're going to um, kind of uh, usher in spring here. We're going to push winter out. We're going to usher in spring. And the way I thought we'd do that tonight is let's talk about someplace that's warm, maybe not inviting, but definitely a fun place to visit. And we're going to incorporate maybe the continent of Africa and a little bit of Florida and let's go ahead and take a ride on the Kilimanjaro safaris, and let's go visit the Serengeti savanna. Now, both of you, I don't think either one of you have ever done that safari ride, right? It's a must-do for us. Yeah, we love it. No, it's... Especially before Pandora, I mean, what else were you going to do besides, you know, seeing the shows and, and, and doing the safari and ride? Right, Everest. So no, it's we love it. It's I mean, almost a half hour of just pure entertainment. It's like twenty two minutes, isn't it? I think it's yep. all together, yep. start to finish, a twenty two minute ride. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a nice break of the day. If you go through and don't have to stop and don't have you know, because a lot of times animals get on the roadways and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it's a that's the one thing I always tell people is if you're going to wait in the queue, I mean, at least it's worth it. It's not like waiting in the queue for for Mine Train, you know, or Barnstormer where you're on for you know forty five seconds. Like you're getting you're getting a pretty good experience out of it. Well, what I love about this ride is, I mean, this has Walt's fingerprints all over it, and you know the history of the ride itself is, to me, I find it fascinating. And this is a prime example of of Disney evolving, okay? Because originally Walt wanted the to have the African animals on the Jungle Cruise. I can't even I can't even comprehend the Jungle Cruise any different than where it is right now. You know, it's just one of those kind of um, a blessing in disguise that Walt didn't get his way. You know what I mean? No, 100%. I can't. There's no, I mean, Walt did want real animals on the Jungle Cruise. But as soon as the Imagineers and everybody started talking about this with Walt, they're like, this is impossible. One, we don't have the space. Where are we going to put them? And two, you're not going to get the same, the same attraction over and over again. You know, you, you, someone could ride it and not see one animal. And so that's when they kind of changed Walt's mind to uh, to something different. And it's cool because a lot of people don't think about, with a safari, Walt having his hand on it. But he does. I mean, it's Walt's dream finally, you know, finally coming true. I think, that, I think what makes the Jungle Cruise so good is that because it's the same, because it's animatronics, you get that consistent script that you can get from the... Uh, from the cast members that are doing the Jungle Cruise. But when you have the safari, it gives you that element of, I'm going on this ride, it's going to be different every time, but it's such an awesome ride that it's worth taking that uh, that extra time and going through again. And you know, maybe this time you'll see the lion on this particular spot, or maybe you'll see uh, the giraffes will be doing something you haven't seen before. So uh, both of them have their own special uh, their own special 
uh, niche to it, but I, I specifically like the uh, jungle, the um, Kilimanjaro Safari. Well, you, you you said the word awesome, and and I think that's a perfect segue into the awesome size of this attraction. That you know, I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, but all of Magic Kingdom, all of Magic Kingdom, could fit inside the safari. And that, Isn't that insane? It is. It's it's incredibly insane. And you know, and 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 you know, for every ounce of dirt, you know, uh, this is the largest ride or largest attraction that Disney has. It's huge. And like you said, twenty two minutes of driving around. Yeah, uh, that's that's a big that's a big ride. So the history of this thing is, uh, we're 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 in a Serengeti savanna, and it's on the Harambee Wildlife Reserve in Harambee, and it's uh, East Africa. Okay, now. The, the enormous aspect of the continent Africa is perfectly portrayed with this Harambee reserve and implemented into Walt Disney World. And those were a lot of big words that I probably can't spell. However, <laughs> uh, I cannot give Disney enough props when it came to actually making this thing. You know, Justin, do you have any idea how many, how many and, I, and, I, and I know you do because you're my history guy, um, how much dirt had to be moved to make this how many trees had to be planted just to make this thing disney perfect and i love and i love that coin phrase disney perfect do you do you, i mean and and when i and i'm saying and maybe i don't want exact numbers but the enormity of this this project was just huge yeah i know that i know for a fact that they moved to over 2.3 million trees bushes plants to think 2.3 it takes me all afternoon to plant four bushes out in my front yard. <laughs> it's insanity. Like 2.3 million plants. Like the, the enormity of what they took on whenever, whenever they wanted to conquer this is, I, th- I think it's the biggest thing, other than opening a new park, it's the biggest thing they've ever done. And, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And, I mean, not just that, but uh, the ride vehicles. The ride vehicles are... State of the, I mean, state of the art. Um, you know, they're pretty much flatbed trucks, and they have they'll they'll seat thirty two people. They run on liquid propane, uh, and and the cool part is, they if you think about like when you know a lot of attractions when we're talking we talk about people eaters, you know, like really taking people in. Yep. If they're running on time with no delays, they're dispatching a truck every eighteen seconds. Think about that: eighteen seconds, thirty two people, boom. Eighteen more seconds, thirty two people, boom. Sure. So when you see that queue branching all the way out to uh, to the main area, I mean it's not that bad of a queue because they're rolling people through there pretty quick. The um, going back to the trucks, you know, those were custom built for this. You know, and it's um, and you look at those trucks, and I remember my first time looking at these trucks, that these things are nasty, dirty. I mean, just they were they're horrible, but that wasn't the case at all. Mm-hmm. No nope. spray painted concrete. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that is a, a, a one of those magic tricks of the eye that Disney is perfect at. They suckered me, and I say that loosely because I love it. They really got me on it. Well, one place they didn't sucker you though, unlike the Liberty Bell, they are actually being driven. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're not on a, uh, you know, they're they're not on a uh, um, track. A track. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I'm very sure. How much time is spent, like you mentioned before, stopped waiting for an animal to pass? How many times does a cast member have to make that decision? Do I wait? Do I go? You know, I've heard the cast members when they were driving say, well, we can't go now because if we get in between the baby um, rhino and the, and the mama, she's going to come charge at us. You know, you know what I mean? Little stuff like that where, oh, that makes perfect sense, guys. Absolutely. But trying to, you know, right now, it's a different animal than what it was when it first started. Yeah, no, definitely. And the cool part with that, kind of on your point for a second, is although it does throw a lot of people through there, I think the fun part about this is the unexpectedness of it to where you have no idea what's going to happen, what you're going to see, things like that. And one of the things you don't see anymore is a lot of stuff from the original script. And Mike, I know you've done you did the, you did it back um, whenever they were still going with the original script with Simba One and uh, um, Wilson Matua and Jobson 
and uh, Little Red and Big Red. You remember? You remember all that? I do. As a matter of fact, 10 years ago when we did the ride, it was one of our first trips as a family. And we did Animal Kingdom for the day. And it had been my first time on the ride. And I didn't know what to expect, but I had heard all the things like, you got to do it, you got to do it. So we did it. And they always tell you, you know, keep your hats, you know, your, your, your cameras close and the whole bit. And man, when they did this whole script with chasing after the poachers or going after the poachers because Symbol won and... My God, they were zipping through that thing. It felt like the truck was on two wheels, and it was like an insane ride. And I'm like, holy cow. You know, I got my kids here. I'm holding on to Sammy for dear life, and we're flying through there, and they're talking about the poachers, and we're trying to chase them, and we wind up rescuing the, the baby elephant that was being tracked by the poachers. And as the years went on, and we went, and I'm like, well, you know, they don't talk about that anymore. And then they'd make a little bit of a reference to Symbol One, but it didn't have that same story of going after the poachers. I kind of missed that story a little bit. I understand why they did it because they didn't want to scare the kids. And I think they actually had a uh, like a model or a uh, not an animatronic, but they had a, a they had a replica of a poached elephant there that they had when they were doing the testing of the ride and then they said you know what people who are doing the testing that's not a good disney thing to have let's not keep that here and they kind of got away with that so i'd never seen obviously the uh the poached elephant but i know that they were trying to drive home the impact of how bad poaching can be and that was kind of the moral of the story do you remember any of that justin did you do any of those yeah i remember all that i uh i we were there uh the year it opened and Little Red, of course, stuck around for years, but they kind of got rid of the whole Big Red storyline, you know, because those were the names. The mom was Big Red, the the calf was Little Red, and um, but yeah, like you were saying, I mean, they did. They had they had a they had a, a dead elephant, you know, and they, like luckily none of us saw that because they did make that smart decision. But uh, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the storyline. But you are right. Now the storyline really didn't kick in until you passed the lions. Mm-hmm. Then it really kicked in, you know, that last like four minutes of the of the attraction. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I liked it, but it is dark. I mean, it, that's a dark like thing to take on if you're sitting there with your five year old and having to explain what poaching is <laughs> and what all this is. You know, like, are you really ready to get into those subjects yet? So I, you know, it, it is what it is. Now they go more of the conservation uh, aspect of it and just uh, you know learning about the different animals because that. If I'm not mistaken, that area in 2012 that used to have the little red um, part, you know, with with the truck and where you caught the poachers, mm-hmm. uh, was replaced by the zebra, zebra habitat. Oh, okay. Well, being a being a poacher, you are like the epitome of scum. <laughs> that is that you are the worst. That is just the worst profession, and I have no pity for those jokers at all. I mean, and. And I can see Disney's point to want to bring the scum to light. However, I would be okay if they would have made a separate attraction, like maybe afterwards, where, you know, maybe let's make this PG-13. Parents, if you want to bring your kids in here to give them what the true aspect of what poaching is doing to the environment, you know, that would have been cool at a parent's discretion. I definitely don't want to sit there with my three-year-old and come across, um, you know, Dumbo all slayed up on the ground full of red you know what i mean red paint that's something that i don't i don't i don't need that dark cloud regardless of the reality of it i'm not paying i'm not going on a disney trip to have a dark cloud a, a dark cloud brought into my day and that's enough to make you know like my 7 year old if he would see that that would alter his whole day because it would put him down that path of thought that i don't want him to go down while we're in disney i'm okay with it any other time but not when i'm down there does that make sense no i agree no i, mean, I agree that, 100% that, it's just it's not a great spot to have a life lesson like that taught. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. it's better if you're waiting till you're at home and you're kind of in your own safe place instead of on an attraction that's already. You're in a place. If you're a kid, you're somewhere where you're not comfortable. You know what I mean? And um, then you, you know, you have to have this conversation at that point. Which at some point, I think we all do have that conversation. But well, I mean, is that, it, is that it, the uh, best spot to do it? No, I mean, you know, right after that, they could have put a bunch of bees and a bunch of birds' nest, and, and we could have had another discussion <laughs> while we're at it, you know? I mean, if, if, so that's another discussion. You know, I, I just don't want to talk about that. But you made, you mentioned the zebras, though. And, you know, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but when the, ze- when the attraction was built, you know, it was only a few months after the attraction was open that they had to remove the zebras. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Through acclimation yeah, I, I, well, I've, I've heard that story before. 
And um, but you know now they're reintroduced back, and and I would be curious though, and I didn't, and I'm guilty of this. I didn't do enough research on it to find out why. What changed with the acclimation? You know, I almost wonder if because I know I know they didn't, I know they opted not to bring wild animals over. Now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They're, they're actually, mm-hmm. you know, all the animals that are over there are actually ones that were either bred in captivity or, or whatnot. But I don't know if those were wild ones that were brought over. And now they have domesticated ones. I, I, I don't I don't know. Do you know the answer to that? They obtained all the animals from breeders, zoos, reputable dealers, things like that. Um, from what I understand, the acclimation period for a lot of these animals, like with the zebras, they were biting at the cars and they were they were um, pretty aggressive, you know. But they ran into this a couple different times. They ran into it actually again, which we'll get into later in the show whenever they introduce the nighttime safaris. You know, they had to reacclimate these animals to this time of day, them being out and uh, and having these interactions with people. So I think it's a learning thing. I, you know, they had um, they had a lot of sickness going on. Actually, they had um, the government agency. Who would it be? Uh, like wildlife. Yeah, I, I can't think of what, what government agency would run that. Mike, do you know? Yeah, probably like a, a wildlife conservation or an animal right. You know, yeah. up here in New York, we have like the ASPCA, which is like they, right. they monitor all, uh, even like the horses in New York City. You know, they have the carriage rides. So you'll see them out doing the checks, making sure if it's over a certain temperature, the horses have to be in. But that's like an ASPCA thing would be the equivalent up here. Right. And and actually, it fall, actually, guys, it falls under the United States Department of Agriculture. Gotcha. Well, they showed up at Disney. I mean, they showed up at Animal Kingdom and... and uh, you know, did testing and did all that and found out that Disney was at no no fault to why there was so much. It was just, it was an acclimation phase. But of course, they've made up for those short periods of time when people were kind of down on it with their breeding program and their conservation program and the things they've introduced and the research they've done and the grants and the money they put towards it um, is huge. But yeah, you're right. They did have a, a lot of problems there at the beginning. Well, and, and like Mike mentioned, you know, like the ASAS. Yeah. You know, a lot of these animal rights people are not friends of the Kilimanjaro safari. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're not. And you know, regardless of of you know what uh, whatever. Uh, of course, we're not going to go down on a political uh, avenue. However, this is something that they firmly believe in. You know, and and honestly, I think Disney has really done a great job on appeasing to a lot of these groups. Look, oh, I agree. If you're in a captive, if you were, look, if you, in my opinion, you won the lottery. If you if you got, all right, Jim, you're going over to Animal Kingdom, <laughs> and you won the lottery. Yeah, all right. You know, and the other guy's like, oh man, I'm going to Cincinnati Zoo. Dang. <laughs> you know, of course it was. You know, I think they do a great job with that. No, yeah, I mean, think about it. You know, we we haven't talked about it, but each night they all come back to their pens with with sound cues can you imagine just you've got your day you're roaming around you're eating you're staring at humans you know going through going by in little little boxes and uh and then all of a sudden just somebody blows a and you just trance back and go lay back in your pen it's the life you kidding me you know, speaking of calling everybody back have you got i know there's different times and they've they've, they've expanded the hours on the safari ride with the addition of that awesome realistic sun that Disney put in there. Did you guys, and I say that tongue in cheek, have you guys experienced that? The nighttime safari or, or, uh, even, even in that time? No, as a matter of fact, uh, our last fast pass for that was during the nighttime. And we wound up just skipping the park for the day. We had other stuff to do. So I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get to do that. Uh, the latest that I've ever gone on it, which I saw one of the tips was to go on it between two to three o'clock in the afternoon. That's supposedly the hot spot, hot time of the day where it's the the best time to see the animals most active. You get the best ride of the safari. So I've done it at the peak time that they recommended, but I haven't done it for the nighttime safari. All right, yet, let, me, let me give you guys a little tip here, all right? Because we did it when we try to plan it now, we will actually pull. We'll do it, I think, about a half an hour before sunset. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what. I have never been so close to giraffes, to you know, to the animals. They were so active. It was incredible. Uh, up to and including, well, we'll pull up the, the, um, the actual what time is sunset for that day and make a fast pass, you know, in that time in frame. In that time, yeah. It is. Uh, it's a. I'm telling you, try it. Try it closer to that time, Mike. One time, and um, 
they were so active at that time. I mean, we're talking giraffes running at full speed next to you. You know, speaking of that, that is a goofy-looking animal, a giraffe. (laughs) You know, have you ever seen them run? I'm like, how are you guys even staying up? You guys look like you should just, I mean, uh, their knees are backwards. Everything about them is goofy. I'm like, and they're just tearing across the safari. I'm like, you guys are going to... You guys are going to end up falling down and hurting something. That's how goofy you look. Look, hey, the giraffe's my spirit animal because every day of I try to stretch my neck a little further just to get a little bit taller, okay? so <laughs> I got you covered, though. I'm going to put you on my front pocket, so we're going to be the it's same a, height, yeah. all right? <laughs> Have you ever seen a giraffe fight on, on YouTube, the giraffe fights? Those are the weird... As they start using their necks, and that's a weird-looking thing. If you ever want to just kill some time, whatever, you're looking on YouTube, look at a giraffe fight. You won't be now I'm gonna end up in, Now I'm going to end up down a giraffe fight rabbit hole, <laughs> like spending three hours of my evening doing this. Thanks a lot, right, Mike. Make sure you go down the kangaroo fight rabbit hole too. Those jokers. Those jokers. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna get a text from me tomorrow. I didn't sleep at all last night. <laughs> watching giraffes fight. Oh, that's great. But um, you know, as far as like times and and whatnot. But Justin, do you got a favorite time that you like to go, or do you kind of no, ex- just do it? No, exactly when you said. That's what we oh, do. Oh, okay. Too. Excellent. So we uh, we've done it a few different times uh, since they've expanded in 2016 to to the nighttime, and. We try to aim for literally like get on the attraction like ten to fifteen minutes before sunset, and okay. watch the sun set as we're as we're yep. you know on there. Um, I don't recommend going after sunset. I agree. I here's the thing: that sun or that you know setting is <laughs> it's it's embarrassing. Ridiculous. It's, it's embarrassing. ridiculous. It's I mean, embarrassing. I, look, you know me. I love everything Disney, but when I right. When I started hearing about this coming out, and you, you're gonna go on the savanna, and watch the sunset, and instead I went and watched a floodlight <laughs> kick on at the end of the savanna. You know, it's just not, not what I expected. Now, I mean, that board that they use is is pretty cool if you mm-hmm. see it during the day, but I don't know. I I and plus you don't see a lot of animals. It's a shorter attraction. They they shorten the. Uh, the the path the ride the ride ride vehicle path um it's not as long as the daytime so that the time you said is my absolute favorite time and i recommend anyone to do a little research find out when sunset is and make your fast fast for that time unless you're on vacation during my time and then i choose the middle of the day uh but <laughs> speaking of different times and a shorter experience there are also other experiences that you can do the savannah with have you ever taken advantage of any of those like on foot like on foot track yeah, have either one of you done that? Justin, you have? Cool. Oh, it's, I, haven't, I haven't done it yet. I haven't oh, done it? No, tell no. me about it, brother. Oh, my gosh, man. It's it's my favorite tour we've done. So they have a bunch of different ones, though. They have uh, the Caring for Giants is the, is the cheapest one you can do. It's 30 bucks, And uh, you get to learn just about the African elephants and um, kind of what goes into taking care of them. Kind of just a behind-the-scenes type of tour. You can take kids on that one, which is nice. Um, <clears throat> then they have the Savor the Savannah which is geared for adults and it's, you have a private tour of the Savannah. You go back, you have um, fantastic food, adult beverages, all that. It runs $169. So it's a little, little bit pricier, but you are getting food. You are getting, uh, getting drinks and all that included. How but long the one, is that? How long? You know, that? I think it's, I think it's two to three hours, something like that. Okay. All Don't right. quote me on that. Cause yep. I haven't done that one. The one uh, Katie and I did was the wild Africa trek. What a cool experience. Um, it's definitely the most expensive of all the tours over there. It uh, ranges anywhere from 189 to 249 depending on the time you're going. So you, you show up. You uh, The the entrance for the Wild Acre Trek is right next to the entrance for the uh, where you go into Kilimanjaro Safari. So you'll go. They'll get you harnessed up in an actual like climbing harness. Uh, you'll get a vest. You'll get a walkie-talkie that they'll put the earpiece in for you so you can hear uh, you get your own um, name tag. You get your own canteen, and you take off and you start walking back, and you actually go back like into the jungle. So you you like, I don't recommend this for anyone who's not comfortable one of heights, not comfortable with walking walking long distances, things like that. It's not um, some some of it is rough terrain you have to go over, but you get a bird's eye view and a really close up view of a lot of the animals. So you walk back, you actually go, you know when you're, you're going past the crocodiles and you see all the uh, walkway bridges ab- uh, above you? Uh-huh. So you go across those, you walk across the, the top, 
you go over to the hippos, you actually are almost leaning over into the hippo thing. You know, you're right on the edge, and they feed them, so they come right over. Um, they, uh, and, and then you board a private truck to go on a savannah, and they give everyone um, uh, binoculars. And you go back, and you go to certain parts of savannah no one else goes to. So you're right there. I mean, you're just up close and personal. And the whole time you're out there, they have photographers that will take pictures, and that's included in the price of the tour. Really? Then you go back by Flamingo Island, and you get to get out of the truck. There's a, there's a, there's a building out there with a balcony, and you have a small lunch overlooking the savannah, and then you come back, and that's the end of the tour. I would love to do that. Maybe, you know, I, ask, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time on my little quick getaway. I would love to. Man, Rachel, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, <laughs> that would be a great, like, any gift, you know, a nice it's little about, surprise. It's about three and a half, four hours is what yeah. you're looking at. And it's and I recommend, if you're going in the summer, I recommend going early, earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you are outside hiking for half of it. Yeah. So it it can get hot and bug and what, spray, uh, tennis shoes. shoes. What kind tennis of just regular shoes, tennis definitely. shoes? Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's um, awesome. I love it. I recommend it to anybody. And whenever we we drop this episode, I'll put some pictures up on the Facebook group of uh, of when we did the Wild Africa trek. I would love. Mike, what about you? Would you do that? I would love to do that. Did you have to make reservations ahead of time, or was that something you did day of, or is that something like depending upon how busy it is, whether they're going to have availability? No, nope. uh, you did it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it ahead of time. Um, and whenever you go, don't make the mistake I did, because here you know how we are. Whenever I'm not just, when I say we, I mean all Disney people. When you go to Disney, especially on an adult trip, which this one was, we're not carrying anything, so I didn't have my license. And have you know what I mean? I only have my oh, magic band. Oh, sure. So if you're going to do it, make sure you have your license with you because they need your license. Um, that was kind of a, I had to get uh, a supervisor to kind of write off for us, saying like it's okay, they can you know they can do it without it. Um, but yeah, it's it's so cool, man. It's such a great experience. You have such close up. Um, you're, you're so close to all the animals, and you're getting this behind the scenes information from from the, from the guides. And uh, I really, really, really recommend it. So, Mike, maybe you can scoot down, man, and uh, <laughs> we'll go do that for a day. Yeah, possibly, possibly. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Well, for the morning, for the morning. I'm not going to give Animal Kingdom a full day, not not on a short trip. I can't. You mentioned an island, Flamingo Island. Do you guys know what's so special about that island? Hit Mickey's. It is. It is that. <laughs> it is that, and it's a. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome thing. It sure is. Make sure you guys take a look at that next time you're on the safari. Let's do a. Let's do a ride through the ride, and and after we get done with that, while we're talking about that, guys, you know me. I like this. I like to spring a quick one on you, but I'm gonna give you a little bit to think about here. What would you have changed, or what would you have added, right now to the safari? to make it better. I want you guys to answer me after we go ahead and, and to have, talk a little bit about what's inside this safari. So the ride itself is obviously a safari. We have animals. So let me go ahead and ask you guys, what are some of your favorite animals that you see? Or what are your, let me ask you, let me, let me rephrase that. When you guys do this safari, you guys fast past it, you're down at Disney finally. And if there's an animal you don't get to see and you're like, man, I feel ripped off. You know, and obviously it's nobody's fault, but you didn't get that satisfaction from it. Any particular animal that sticks out? <laughs> uh, I mean, the easiest one, and of course, I think it's the one everyone's saying. The lions. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's the one that you have the, I don't want to say least chance, but, you know, there's a lot of times they're not there. Uh, but, yeah, the lions. You gotta, I, 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 if I don't see them, I'm a little bummed. But they do, but they do coax the, the the male lion to the top of Pride Rock. They they, yeah. they 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 help him to get up there. How do they do that? You know, there's there's a couple ways that they. I don't want to talk about just them too. I want to talk about all the animals. Um, what Disney did such a great job with this attraction was the certain placement of like uh, water and the certain placement of cooling areas and of feeding areas and stuff you don't even see. It's like hidden behind. Fake Assault tree lips. roots, yep. um, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the, one of the cool facts I don't know if you guys know this or not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a little quiz here, throw you on the spot. 
The as you pass through and you see the ostrich eggs, are they real or fake ostrich eggs? I'm gonna say they're fake. Okay. I'm gonna throw in they were real at one time. Okay. So they're fake, and but there's a reason why. <laughs> are they salt licks or what? What are they? Is it a? Can you tell? No, can, I don't know. Can you tell me why? They serve a specific reason, and it's to benefit all of us. No. As a natural barrier for certain birds? That it would be a big egg to serve. <laughs> they are they they place the ostrich eggs to encourage the other ostrich to lay their eggs in that one particular place oh, so okay. they can be removed every day. And two reasons for that. One is to make sure that they're healthy and, and everything's, you know, yep. happening. Two is can you imagine in August in Florida? If an oh, egg geez. was laid in a bush and then just sat there, <laughs> the smell in the of that heat, would be great. Everyone would be miserable. <laughs> How about being the low end of the totem pole as a cast member going, "Hey, Charlie, guess what so, you're doing today, buddy? You drew the short straw." So oh. let's go. So let's go short stra- short straw, Charlie. Here, did you know that the African elephants on every day per day produce about. 2,000 pounds of poop. 2,000 pounds. That has to be removed, but it's not wasted. No, no. Can't just scoop it and scoop it and get rid of it. It's it's used as fertilizer all around the Disney Disney properties. So a lot a lot comes from this uh this safari. But yeah, if I'm gonna go sorry to sidetrack there, if I'm gonna no. go with one, the lions. The lions, okay. And the air conditioned pride rock was That's my it. point. I was yep, trying to air conditioned, yep, yep. yep. Mike, how about yourself? What is that? Is that a is that a must see? The lions for you? I'm I'm particularly fond, and I know that's not going to make a big deal to you because you see their cousins all the time. I like the crocodiles. No, and yeah. I specifically like the the crocodile area. I think it's that area where you come in, if I'm not mistaken. It's got that rickety, rackety bridge, and you're driving over that to get into that area, and it gives you that illusion like you're going to fall. Kind of tips you around a little bit, and got that. Oh my God! You know, like how close are we going to get to the? I particularly like that. That's uh, crocodile or uh, something you don't see on a regular basis, at least not up here in New York. So I like seeing the crocodiles. Man, I have seen plenty of movies to realize you guys got things in your sewer. So don't even <laughs> give me that. You don't, <laughs> you don't got crocodiles up there in New York. No, right. and, and even even for me, like, you know, we, like I've said in the past, like we have a pond right next to the house, which we have about a six-foot uh, um, alligator living in. But there's something different about seeing Nile crocodiles, you know, hanging there. And there's a, and it's not like there's two of them. Right. There's like, there's like 15, 20 of them, you know, there's right. all over the place. And you keep thinking, all right, if this bridge gives out, or if you're doing <laughs> the Wild Africa Trek and you're walking over the, and you know, they, for that Wild Africa Trek, like when you're walking over the, uh, the, 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 the crocodiles, to make it more authentic, they take, they take planks out of the, out of the rope bridge. <laughs> So you have to watch where you're walking. Like you, you could miss a plank and, and you know put your foot straight through. Well, if you fall down in there, you only got to swim faster than the guy that's next to you. you that's know, it. That's, that's all. Yeah, that's all I worry about. <laughs> that's all you got to worry about. That are the hippos. I mean, could you imagine tipping off into the hippo thing? Those things are brutal. Well, they're the most they're the most yeah, they deadly are. African African animal. More people die from them jokers. It's uh, it's crazy. You wouldn't think so, but man, what a way to go, huh? What about you? What's your what's your uh, guys? I'm a huge like? fan of the elephants. I've always been a huge fan of the elephants. The intelligence in these animals is amazing. The the um, the way that they take care of the herd. Um, they've got honor. I mean, this is an animal that has honor. You know, they have honor with family and honor honor uh, amongst themselves. And they have a hierarchy that they live by and they take care of the elderly. And I just love the whole elephant um, circle. And when I see these guys and their massiveness, you know, it, it's... I'm always drawn, if you get close enough to any animal, if I'm in the zoo or whatnot, I'm always drawn to the eyes. Because you can really tell a lot from an animal by looking into its eyes. Like, you know, like when you see a dog that's abused or on the side of the road or whatever, you look into his eyes, you can just you can just see it, you know? But boy, you can just, you can see so much when you look into an elephant's eyes. So I'm just an elephant guy. I really am. It's a good choice. I like the elephant. I mean, it's, and that's the cool part, I think, about this attraction is everything looks so close. And it looks like the elephants could just run right over to you, but Disney did such a good job about hiding the barricades. Yeah, you know, you don't see the big pit that is keeping them from 
from, you know, coming over and, and grabbing hold of your truck and, you know, thinking it's a fun <laughs> toy to play with. Oh, absolutely. You are absolutely right. You know what's funny about that ride? I could go on that ride 10 times, pass the same elephant, same giraffe, and I'm still taking pictures every time I go on it like it's something new. I don't, I don't know why out of all of the rides, I always have my camera out, and it's like the first time every time that I'm doing this. And I'm like, you know, I'll go through my pictures from all the other trips, and I'm like, I have the same hippo, the same giraffe. The same. Every single time we do that, I just feel like i got to take pictures when we do it. I, I don't know, just something with that ride. It's because you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, it's that's the one good thing about that attraction is it's different. I mean, even though you see similar animals all the time, but how are you going to see them? Are you going to see them all together? Are you going to see them, you know, separate? Are you going to, you know what I mean? Like, you never know. Yes, uh, people really get into taking pictures of that. I, I don't because I, I'm, I'm just not like a picture guy. I, I, I'm more of that guy that I bring the huge iPad and I sit there in front of everybody and I just hold my iPad up and record it so everybody can get a great, you know, hands-on view. No, that was a that was that was an inside joke there, guys. Um I know about that one. <laughs> man, it's that's a huge pet peeve. Huge pet peeve of mine. Because you don't know like listen, you spent a lot of money to get down there. This is a great experience you're having. People want to live through their pictures again. I get that. You know what I mean? They take the pictures because they want to relive it. Mike, is it even that you're taking a picture of the animals because you want to look at them again? Or is it because you're just reliving a memory of, of being down there with your family during that time and and uh, it's a really cool moment for you? Yeah, I, I think that's it. And I just feel like that's one of those things that it's just you're not going to see that anywhere else. So you just kind of have to capture that moment. I mean, listen, you go on Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, there's animatronics. Yeah, you could see animatronics anywhere. I just feel like when you're doing that ride, that's something that's kind of special. And uh, you're kind of enjoying the moment. They go they go so f- they go so fast by stuff. I think it's almost a game if you can get the picture or not. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like at certain right. points, oh, wait, wait, wait. And you're trying to turn around, and then all of a sudden there's a family behind you that's just half their face in with the rhino, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, the um, Do you guys have any other notable animals that you must see, or, or how about some favorite ones? How about some honorable mentions that, that you'd like to throw up in there? Let me throw one. Let me go first here. Like, for example, with the, uh, the pink flamingos and the reason why they are pink, you know, you know, maybe I just forgot that in school, but I completely didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or either I forgot about that. And it's because they're eating the, what is it, the creel? The with creel, the yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, and, and the first question that comes out to mind with me is, you mean you're the only bird that eats those? Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, well, come on. So you eat that much where it turns your pink, your feathers pink? I say that's an addiction, guys. <laughs> maybe you should yeah. try something else. Maybe, maybe we need to have an intervention for yeah, the right. back there. You know, I mean, the, the whole world is ending because of the flamingos because they're eating the most basic life form, and it's all their fault. But you know, it's um, I, I love seeing the fl- flamingos, and it's just one of those things where I'm not going to see that anywhere else. Just like any of the other animals in there. Well, there's something cool just about coming around the bend the first time you see the savannah. And just all the animals are, are, you know, they're all spread out and they're all mingling and they're all, you know, and even, even ones that are separated, you don't realize that at the time because the broad view of the savannah, it looks like everybody is, you know, naturally uh, cohabitating that in that area. So, you know, I'm going to take the easy route and just say every animal. I just love them. I, you know, maybe I should have just went that route because that was a smart route. Like you know, up. I almost I almost picture, Mike, before I, I throw that over there, but I wanted to mention this. I almost picture, like, do you remember at the end of the Flintstones when the time clocks and all the animals are like friends and they're all, you know, like, hey, we're going home now. and Or even on the uh, Acme um, Looney Tunes or, you know, where <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, Wile E. Coyote's clocking th- That's out what and... I imagine. You know, you said at the beginning of the show where, you know, they, they ring a bell or whatever and bring all the animals back. That's kind of the almost the cue of the lion just is walking back with the, the giraffe, you know, going, man, what a day today, huh? Did you yeah. see that guy on boss six what a <laughs> loon so that, that's just how i envision it they're all living happily ever after i gotta ask you guys have you all ever gotten stuck on the attraction we well we got stuck with the rhino thing where we were in between mama and and um right baby we've gotten slowed down because the one in front of us was stuck because they had an animal crossing mm. so they, i guess they were trying to just keep pace and keep a distance so we weren't it was kind of it was kind of stunk because we were in an area where we weren't even around the animals and we were stuck there for a while. So I wasn't even going to enjoy the moment where you had this animal up that close and walking in front. The only time we ever really got stuck was because the car in front of us was stuck. Yeah, we, we got stuck uh, like two trips ago. Katie and I did the nighttime safari. I think Riley was with us actually. And uh, it was dark. I mean, this, this was a later one. 
And we came around the corner back there by the flamingos, and the truck just died. <laughs> I mean, it just it just went. I mean, all the power. So lights and everything are out. Everything's out. It's dark. I mean, it's real dark. And we're sitting back there for about ten minutes, waiting for somebody to tow us back. You know, tow sure. us to get us back. Sure. And luckily, she got it started again after a while. She's like, "If I sit long enough, it'll start again." And uh, we got back. I mean, we've had some small weights, but one weight you might have, and I want to tell people this: if you're new um, to to Kilimanjaro Safari, is in your queue. You may have a weight that's unexpected, and you know because they can't control these things. They can't control the animals. They can't control where they're going to be. They can't. You know, there's so many variables that every now and then it might say 15 minutes or 20 minutes, and you might wait 30, 35. You know, that's just that's just part of this attraction not being all animatronic, something they can completely control. Uh, we watched one woman completely lose her mind in the <laughs> queue. I mean, like completely lost it because she um. thought it was just not, you know. And they tried to explain to her, it's, you know, what do, we can't do. We can't, we can't make a giraffe get off the road. You know what I mean? Like they send trucks out and they try to lure them off with food, but they can't make them move. So uh, just, just throwing it out there. If it's your first time... And don't let that, if something like that happens, don't let that ruin your experience because this experience is different every time you go. Uh, one more thing that I want to note to the people that are taking the ride. If you're the kind of person that wants more of a calm ride, get to, try and ask to sit by the front of the truck. If you sit towards the back of the truck, you're going to have more of a bumpier ride. So if you might get a little motion sickness, if you don't want such of a rough ride, if you're going with an infant or something... To give yourself more of an easier ride, sit up front. It's kind of just a little bit of a tip to give you. Uh, I've ridden that on all sorts of uh, different rows, and it's uh, less of a bumpy ride up front. Yeah, Sally's in your lap, and she might get bounced right out of the vehicle. Huh? Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, not everybody wants a, a, a rough, hard ride. Maybe you got a back problem. Maybe you got a neck problem. You don't want to get jarred around a little bit. Sit up in the front. You know, it's it's less. it's a little calmer up there. So now's the time where I want your guys' answer on what you would change or add to the safari. Let's so hang on a sec. Two parts. Number one, do you guys have an animal that you would like to see in there that's not in there? This is where I insert Jeopardy music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that's hard. Oh, that's hard. Let me go first. All right. Because yeah, go. I got one that I really want to see. I want, I want monkeys in there, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they have what? them. So, I mean... Where, where do they have them? They have the monkeys as you're walking through Asia over by, like, if you're heading over to... Uh, I want them on the safari, like, climbing on top of the vans or on the truck, stealing your hat and your cameras and wallet. stuff. Yeah. I want straight-up thieving monkeys taking your stuff and harassing you. That's what I want. Let me give you a little a little side note on that. Uh, up here in New York, we have a place in New Jersey called Great Adventure. It's one of those Six Flag places. And for years, they still have it. Now they do it with their own bus, similar to the Safari. But you could drive your own car through, and they would give you would have to, when you drove through, you would have to agree to the terms that any damage by the monkeys was not, because you're driving your own car, was not the fault of Great Adventure. Man, my dad would try and drive there so quickly because they'd jump on the roof. If you had a vinyl top or a convertible top, they would shred it. They would rip the antennas off. They would poop on your windshield. Believe me, you do not want them. It got to the point the last couple of years that they actually, because they weren't going to get rid of them, obviously. Right. They took some old, um, they used to have an old roller coaster they called Lightning Loops. So they took the they took the, uh, the facade of that and they used that as their jungle gym and they enclosed it all because they just destroyed too many cars. So, so you I drove through it. the facade, like you drove through the, the area and then they, they were enclosed in that. They were enclosed, yeah. After a while, they actually enclosed them and give them a little jungle gym area instead of having the area where they could just jump on your car, tear apart your vinyl roof. Uh, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, vinyl roofs were a big thing, even if the yeah. car wasn't a convertible. So they would just tear them apart. They would rip the antennas off. They would poop on your windshield. They, they didn't care. They were they were ruthless. Did any so, of them uh, ever get ran over? Did you know? I don't. Well, I got to tell you this. 
the the uh, in the last two years, the Great Adventure Safari actually changed the rules. It used to be you used to drive your own car through. They got right. rid of that, and now you drive one of their vehicles mm. because too many animals were getting hit by cars. So I'm assuming there was definitely some accidents going on through there. You know, people not paying attention or you know just getting involved, looking at something else, and you know hitting something, but. Yeah, they uh, they they got rid of that when you drove your own car through. I want to say in the last couple of years because we've we've done it before with our own car. But yeah, <laughs> like I would Mon- definitely monkeys, drive your truck through there. Oh, oh. monkeys are not uh, monkeys are not something you want jumping on your car. I stand with my decision, monkeys. Okay, <laughs> I stand with it. Mike, what about you? I don't know if I want to add a, a monkey, but I think being that. Um, I know you. I know it has this whole conservation thing and all of that. I would like to see a little bit of a tie-in to the Jungle Cruise somewhere in there. Maybe just like uh, maybe a prop from the Jungle Cruise. Just maybe a little nod to it because you know Walt. Walt was the Jungle Cruise, and, and that's kind of what he envisioned. Just to kind of tie the two together a little bit would be kind of cool. That's interesting. Uh, I like you know, that. Just maybe throw a little something in there to, to tie it together. I mean, you know, not to ruin the story, not to ruin the, the ride. And, you know, it's got to have its own entity. But that would be kind of a cool of a little crossover. I want to say even the great movie ride, right, had the crossover with... Um, with uh, with the Jungle Cruise because they had the half of the airplane in there and you know little little things like that would be kind of cool. Well, why don't they stick in. that airplane over there? That'd be cool. See, that would be perfect. Something along those lines. That's what I would want to see over an animal. Okay. How about you, Justin? I would put a um, oh man something that would really fit fit in there. A little purple guy with orange horns that. Had one little spark. <laughs> just put figment in there. Just put figment. <laughs> just randomly. Just you come around the corner. There's Wilson Matua. Simba one. We have a purple. <laughs> that would be a nice promotion, though, if they would stick it out there for the kids to find the figment. Well, listen, Forget about the animals. 2018 for me is the fight for figment year. Because I have a feeling I'm, we're all going to have to fight for figment here, here coming up. In the next uh, few you years, know, so. if you are anti-figment, you it's blasphemy, yeah, and yeah. it's a it's a ridiculous argument to me. I, I almost feel like you're. Um, I don't want to. I, I I just don't understand it. I, I just don't understand how you can be so so wrong about something. No, and yeah, the are if, if you don't think you are wrong, why don't you, you look yourself wrong. in the mirror and say it? Yeah, I, I am wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, sorry to go on a tangent there. I, I don't know if I would add anything else. I think they've done a fantastic job um, as far as animal base, um, as far as something to the attraction. Yep, that was my second one. What would you What would you add? I would add screens in the ride vehicles. Really? Yeah, I think it would be cool because when they got they went away from the symbol from the symbol one, um, big red, little red, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Wilson storyline i think it would be cool to have a storyline that takes place on the screen you know i mean they could they could have that or they could even show like you know portions of video of like whatever you're looking at in their natural natural habitat or facts about those animals because a lot of times you're spending so much time looking and telling your kid hey hey look over here hey look over there you know oh get the camera do that do you miss a lot of the things that the driver's telling you so if you mm-hmm. put the screen up there, at least you can look up, see what, you know, oh, okay, I didn't know this animal, you know, only has this many alive or has this or that. And that wouldn't be an expensive addition to those. So if I was going to add some, it would be that. Mike, how about you? What, what addition-wise, what would you add? What do you think about adding a, a photo pass opportunity to the, to the safari vehicle? What if that had hidden because you don't want to take away because they made those really authentic looking uh, vehicles. What if they put something along the lines of like uh, hidden cameras on there and you could photo pass? So maybe if you happen to get a really good shot of a giraffe or a really good shot of that, you wouldn't have to have your camera out. So you could enjoy it more through your own eyes and not have to have the camera in front of your eyes and be able to use your magic band and get it off your, your photo memory, something along those lines. I think that's a great concept. I think it's a great concept. And something that's really cool about the Wild Africa Trek is you have a photographer with you at all times. And they not only take pictures of you and what you're doing, they take pictures of the animals. So, like, we found out that one of the giraffes, if you look on her neck, she has a hidden Mickey in her spots. 
So like we have that picture like really close because she had a nice lens on there. Um, really close up of the of the rhinos, things like that. And you get all those pictures. So it would be cool if they had like, you know, if something passes in front of the car, you know, they have maybe a camera on the front, a camera on the yeah. both sides, things like that. And even the driver could just boom, picture, pic, you know, or just be automated or things like that. I think it's a great idea, Mike. Well, here, you know, and, and Mike, I'm not trying to steal any of your thunder, brother, I promise, but this this is what I was thinking from day one. I would love, on top of the vehicle, go five feet up, throw a 3D, 360 camera, and get video for your attraction. Mm-hmm. So I would love for Disney to incorporate that. Could you imagine what that would look like on my HTC Vive? I would love that, to be able to go and relive that whole safari that we just did in 3D, 360, Anytime I want. I wish Disney would incorporate that with a lot of their stuff because the technology is there, you know. So it's like, and that would just be expanding on your on your photo pass and your your picture, Mike. Where now now let's take it to the next level, and now I'm going to let you sit there and live it, you know, and and live that whole safari and say, okay, I remember when these guys jumped across the thing here, and it and it's going to be there, you know. Right. So um, yeah, and then you could experience it with your with your phones or, or, or whatever you need to do though. But I, I love that we were on the same train of thought. Where the media, uh, Justin, by the way, nice shirt, man. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, it's from the Arts Festival. That's the pass holder shirt. Cool. Uh, you see I'm it? Gonna, yeah, I love the sleeve. I saw figment on the sleeve, yeah, man. I was dude, digging it. That's what that I would saying. actually be a really cool tattoo right there. I mean, minus the other stuff, but the figment. It would be. Don't say that. Yeah. I'd have to go get it. <laughs> Mike, Mike's got room for a tattoo. I'm covered in tattoos. I know that's what I mean. You still got room for them. Oh, I always got room. <laughs> always have room. So speaking of amazing pictures on a sleeve, tell me we don't have amazing people in our Facebook group. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. Right, guys, I want to. I want to take just one second. How, how awesome! Five over five hundred Disney right? family in our group. Hey guys, I want to also tell you guys this. We dropped the show yesterday. We had a record download again we consistently keep breaking our records over and over again it's with because downloads. it's because our disney family it's awesome they're awesome they're awesome you know and and they're pretty too and you know why i know that because of our picks of the week it's time for us to get our picks of the week and guys since i am hosting I am not going to go first today. Mike, I'm going to give it to you, buddy. Wow. First choice pick of the week. This is just kidding. That I have just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. It's all yours. <laughs> Mike is like closing his it's fist and I'm like, man, true. no, it's all yours, man. It's all yours. All right. So I'm going to pick my pick of the week and it's uh, Benjamin Alexander, uh, especially because I love dogs and he had an awesome picture with his dogs and a little plush. Uh, the little plush characters next to it. Not only that, but uh, Benjamin and I had a, a little chat on our instant messenger on uh, Facebook. And what an awesome guy. What a super nice guy. And I'm looking forward to meeting him soon. And uh, Benjamin, congratulations. You got my pick of the week. Okay, now Benjamin. Now here, I got, hang on a second. I got a little bone to pick with our friend Benjamin here. Because he was kind of implying that he wanted to win pick of the week. So I took his picture and I kind of superimposed it a little bit. I'm like, what's so special that's added to this pick of the week? And you know what? I was actually going to pick him, Mike. And you know why? Did you see? Not only does he got that. I your pick. (laughs) Hang hang on a second. I'm not going to give you 100% of the thing because I had a reserve. But he had a great picture of him and his wife um, with her on his shoulders up on 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 the desk. You know what I mean? Up on the desk mm-hmm. there. I don't know if you can see his picture. But check out his inside his cabinet. He's got all those cool games inside of his cabinet, cool family games. And we are a game family. And he has some of the original, like the, uh, you can buy the um, the nostalgia games, the the classics. And uh, he had all those games in there. And I thought, you know what? You guys are, you are my peeps. You are, you are my peeps. So yes, that was a great pick. My bone to pick was removed because the guy's just an awesome guy, like you said. So good on him. Not even a bone to pick either. He ran a great campaign. He did. <laughs> he did. I liked it. I did. I was like, if Mike doesn't pick it, I'm going to pick it. So, you know. But I figured I – and that's that's why, you know, when we started doing Pick of the Week this week, that's why I instantly pointed to Mike to go first because, like, ah, I'd let him have it. It's fine. You know, we all know <laughs> we're picking that one. So go ahead. So who's next? Me? Who's- oh, is it me? I figured Jason would go, well, I'll just go ahead and go. 
Uh, mine, I saw this picture and I absolutely fell in love. I think it should be on a on a billboard outside on I four uh, coming into to the Magic Kingdom because it is everything Disney should be is uh, what we all you know like to think Disney is, and it's Jeff and Brianna Curtis and a picture of their little man getting his first haircut at the barbershop at the Magic Kingdom. And he's looking in the mirror, and you know how they after you get your hair. Well, hold on, let me talk to Mike for a second. Mike, you know how after you get your haircut, <laughs> and they they you know hand you a mirror so you can see all the sides of it. And this mm-hmm. little man is holding the mirror, and he's just got the biggest smile on his face, and he's got the Mickey ears, and says, "My first haircut on the back." And the picture is just awesome. I mean, awesome. So Jeff, Brianna, absolutely perfect. Thank you so much for sharing, and uh, I loved it. It's awesome. You know, guys, this is, um, I keep saying it gets harder and harder. So what I'm going to do is, first of all, since I'm hosting, I'm going to go ahead and give a couple props and honorable mentions. Great steak, by the way, Rachel Spear. That looks amazing. Tammy Adams. What an incredible video of uh, the family in the Cinderella castle or a Cinderella carriage. Did you guys see mm-hmm. that? I saw it. Mm-hmm. Really cool. How cool is that? I want that carriage, by the way. Uh, everybody's just on cloud nine in there. It's, that's super cool. And... Adam Austin, again, is slapping us with those amazing family pictures. How about those? You know another one? If I, I'm going to throw one in a second. Charles Mary posted a picture of his grandma giving a pic to, to Minnie. Oh, Mike's showing it. Yeah, love it. That, how cool is that? It's fantastic. just shows that like fr- from my first pic with, with Jeff and Brianna, Curtis with their, with their little one, all the way to Charles and his grandma, the love for Disney spans an entire lifetime. And uh, very very cool. So given that, I like how now it went from pick of the week to where we're now we're just gonna we're just giving shout outs to everyone. <laughs> we love your pictures, all right? Well, it's hard. It's hard. It is. Guys. It's I mean, very it, hard. It's, it's so hard. It's yeah, so I got to tell you, there are times where I don't say somebody, and I'm like, oh, I can't believe you know. I mean, obviously the one that I pick is good, but how did I not pick that one? I mean, that's the hard part about doing this every week. But uh, congratulations to our winners. You know, we had a lot of uh, a lot of new uh, members in the Facebook family this this week. Who were posting, and uh, so thank you to you guys for reaching out and let us get to know you a little bit, and we'll look forward to to getting to know you a little more, uh, a lot more over over the next uh, next years to come. All right, now my pick of the week is uh, Matt Kesky, my brother. You wrecked it, and I'm gonna leave it at that. But that's a perfect segue because how fun would it be to to dress up like that and run a marathon? Which we just had a couple of marathons that were just what do we have? The Disney Princess. Princess half or what was it, Justin? That just happened. Uh, yeah, the princess. The, the princess. Listen, all you guys that ran, congratulations! I there. Look at what an incredible accomplishment to to say that you did it and that you did do it and that you had the the motivation to get out there and get it done. And hats off to you guys. Chris Masterakis, he had and Susan Dominguez and Jacqueline. I guess um, got some. Well, actually, I don't think Chris was running. I think it was no. all the girls that were running, dressed to the nine. I see, like they're ready for a night out in the town. Knocked it out. They ran a big one. Uh, what What did they comment say? I missed it again. It was uh, they were were they running the full marathon? Well, it was the the they did the fifteen k. So they did like the okay the was it ten and and five. so I mean yeah that's. It's an achievement, that's for sure. They looked fantastic. Yeah, I remember their tutus and everything. And yeah, they uh, did look fantastic. Definitely, definitely something really, really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, what a great week, guys! What a great week! Great week of pictures. Thank you, Justin. Why don't you tell them how to get a hold of us? Guys, there's so many different ways you can get a hold of us. Our website's probably the easiest at www.disneydadspodcast.com. There, you can find the links to all of our social media. Also, you can find all of our shows all the way from back from episode one from Disney Dads Podcast and Walking with Walt. You can also find both our SoundCloud channels with the Walking with Walt and the Disney Dads there. You can listen to music from the parks, uh, hours and hours of sounds from the parks, or you can listen to the Walking with Walt's uh, SoundCloud channel where you can listen to uh, music from Disney movies that's all piano, violin, all uh, instrumental just to uh, get you throughout your day. Uh, if you want to, if you want to get a hold of us, easiest way to do that is to send us an email, DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. 
or give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-WDW-DADS. There, leave us a message. We'd love to hear a little bit about your Disney passions, anything you want to talk about. And if you want us to, we'd love to play it on the show. We'll put you right in, and you'll be able to hear your voice right on a future episode. So we'd love to see you there. But the main thing we enjoy and we talk about every week is pictures. Come over to Facebook, Disney Dads Podcast on Facebook. Join the group. It's a fun positive place where we talk Disney. There's nothing else in the group besides Disney and positivity. And everyone over there are the nicest people I've ever been around. And uh, so I highly recommend if you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook and come be a part of our Disney family on, uh, on the Facebook group. So that's, uh, that's the best ways to get a hold of us guys. Hey, speaking of Disney family guys, do us a favor, go over to iTunes right now. I know it's a small favor, slap five stars down, help us out. Mike, Closing words, buddy. I had a great time this week. I enjoyed talking about the safari. It's uh, one of the first rides we did as a family. So it has a, a kind of a sentimental spot. And it's one of those things that I like to do on every trip. So, uh, yeah, just enjoyed talking about it with you guys. I enjoyed our, uh, our Facebook family this week. You guys are always great. And uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Justin hit me. Yeah. Wilson Matua, I'm excited that we uh, saved Little Red this week, and uh, I, I love this. I love this attraction. It's uh, something we do every every time we go, and uh, I recommend everyone go check it out. And uh, like I, like I said, guys, Thursday nights is my favorite time of the week because I get to spend it with you two and uh, hang out with my brothers a little bit and talk Disney. So can't beat it. I'll be looking forward to doing it again next week. Guys, I had an incredible week. I hope everybody else has an incredible week. Remember, you choose how your week's going to go. You choose how your day is going to be, and you choose how you're going to feel. So don't let anybody choose that for you. You choose it. I keep telling that to my young ones. You know, every day you make that decision. That goes for the adults. Guys, I had so much fun with you. Good night. Good night. Good night, buddy. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always... Keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. And that's a wrap, gentlemen. Whatever year it was, it was about, about you know a good nine, ten years ago when we did it. Uh, when we, I want to be accurate with that because I I, I want to get the, the, the timing right. Hold on a second. Dude, I am um, wrong all the time. I may, I even said my son's birthday was the wrong day. He wasn't even <laughs> five. He was six. I'm wrong all the time. Don't throw me under the bus, dude. Just spit it out there. All right.